You're listening to a DM podcast. Welcome to Over the Back Fence. I'm Di Edwards. I'm Nicola Dale, and we're buddies of nearly four decades. And yes, we actually do happen to share a back fence. We do. <laughs> we love parties, people, inspirational stories, and honestly, making the most out of life. <laughs> so join us as we open our hearts, share our stories, and hear from some of the most inspirational people in the world. And have a laugh <laughs> along the way. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> Hey, Di, guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Christmas has come early. Oh, Christmas in July. Christmas in July. Yeah. We are going to have a huge (laughs) giveaway of $5,000 worth of product of MOA blinds. So they're the best blinds inside, outside, furnishing. And for our listeners, there's a... What have they got to do? To win the prize, though. Well, to win the prize, if you DM us on our Instagram and tell us like a really good news story, something that, you know, whether it's kindness to a neighbour, something or someone who might need some blinds. What possibly is happening in your life over the back fence? Yes, you know, share some stories because what? That's a good idea. What are we about? Contest telling stories. We are. That is that. That's what's lucky in our society. And giving five thousand dollars is a lot. That's a lot of blinds. And they're they're, uh, an Australian company. I use them at home. They're brilliant. Wow. and you know what, Nicola, you and I have known these guys, gosh, 30 years. Yeah. They're, and I think for me, when I have a builders or tradies or some kind of a house, I usually get, I like to get referrals. Yeah. And these guys, honestly, we trust them. Yeah. And that's so a huge thing is. too. So yeah. you trust someone who's going to come into your home. Yeah. And they're also, they'll get the blinds done in a really quick period of time as well. And yeah. you're going to get the best quality. But $5,000 yeah. giveaway. Yeah, guys, okay. enter. Go enter. for it. Yeah, got to be in it to win it. I love a comp. Yeah, me too. Hey, Michelle. Hi. Welcome to the back fence. I am so excited to be here. I mean, I literally begged you to have me on. It, it was very sad. <laughs> well, you've been like number one on the list from the very start. Oh, look, oh, true. you say that every action time. woman. Oh, yeah, we love action women. That's right up our alley. Action women, and yeah. so you know, yeah. tell us a little oh, bit about. Okay, um, my glasses are so foggy today. Oh it might gosh. be because you're steaming yeah. up. I think it's She's the wine. Because I'm hot. It's because I'm hot. I'm going to cool down a little. Dr. V. Okay. Oh, 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 yeah. That's what we're drinking. Yeah, Dr. V. So this means if I drink this, I'm going to be 10 years younger by the end of this. Wrinkle-free by the end of this. Every episode, we're getting younger and younger. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Okie dokie. We're about to interview an amazing woman. I met in the pool and I went all wrinkled because we talked for so many (laughs) freaking hours. (laughs) Um, So I remember meeting Michelle and going to Nicola because Nicola's known Michelle much longer than I have. And I just went... Who's that amazing woman? Like she's <laughs> dynamic, and yeah. she was like on fire, babe, on fire. <laughs> so that's a crazy intro, but the real intro is um, I love this one. <laughs> Here's a woman that her friends describe her as having nine lives. Yes. Now wow. I think I thought that was really pertinent and spot on. I don't know the nine lives, listeners. We're all going to hear that one mm. today, so stay tuned. Honestly, from acting to dancing to the Army Reserve to radio to television, <sighs> podcasting, lecturing, mentoring. I mean, this woman is young. She's remarkable. From sharing news on the Nova Radio Network for the number one national drive show with Ricky Lee, Tim and Joel, all of the above, <laughs> co-hosting the Killer Podcast, which I loved. I listened to last night. Oh, nice. I, I spied. Really unique angle. Yeah. 
And as a woman who's never shy of putting her opinion forward, she can be seen on Today Extra, the Today Show, Weekend Today, doing that very thing. So, uh, honest to God, all I can say is to the listeners, let's all welcome Michelle. Hi. Welcome to the Vic Fence, Michelle. I'm so so happy to be here for a start. Um, Always really weird as a journalist being interviewed because you you always talk about other people's lives. You rarely talk about your life. So this is kind of one of those situations where I'm like feeling a little awkward. But I do have to say, when I met you in the pool, I was like, (laughs) this woman. I met you in the pool. No, this was a bit of a pate, wasn't it? A bossy day pate. And I didn't know Nicola that long either um, because I've known Richard, Richard Wilkins for like, years because, yep. you know, he works with Smooth and I'm at Nova and we're the same radio station. So I've seen him come and go also through Today and Today Extra and Weekend Today. I've kind of been around Richard. That's right. But <laughs> I, I really only, really only met both of you on Boxing Day. and oh, that's uh, when it was, yeah, Boxing yeah. Day. Yeah, yeah, after we'd had a few too many drinks As and we pool. <laughs> and all I, all I remember of Di is she's like, sorry, I've got the snorts. She's standing. It's a Jess Rowe going, haven't you? It was one you? of those days. <laughs> and all I remember Dies like she's standing in the pool and like the lamb starts going around and she's eating lamb and rinsing her hands off. Big in the family pool. syndrome. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. See, I've already hijacked the podcast. You should go. No, yeah, but no, that is what I do. Is what I do. No, Take over. No, no, not at all. But we I love mean, a hijack. Exactly. Yeah. But I, wanna, I sort of want to get back to the early days, mm. really, with Michelle, yeah. because you know we are sort of fairly new friends, but yes. you made a big impact, and I, I've mm. known you from afar from yeah. watching you on TV. Yeah. From yeah. Tell us from the beginning, are you a Sydney girl or what? Um, tell us a bit about yourself from the early days. Okay, well, I, I mean, mm. I was born in Sydney, I was born in Bankstown, mm. but I kind of spent most of my years, my mm. formative years in Wagga Wagga and also Canberra. When my mother remarried, my stepfather was in the Air Force. So we moved around every two years. Ah. But look... The, like basically I left home at 16. Mm-hmm. I moved myself to Canberra and put myself through the last two years of high school. So Canberra is kind of like where I felt at home because education was really good there. The art scene was really big. I wanted to be an actor and a dancer. So that was kind of like my dream. You're saying the last two years you put yourself through yeah. that. Is that right? Yeah. So I, um, if we go back a little mm. bit further than that, when mm. I was, my father passed away when I was five. So oh, I had sorry. a, see, that's, yeah. look, it's fine. Minus one yes. years ago, but yeah. it was, which is also an interesting story. Mm. He was a bit of a con man, and he was running from the police, and he went to jump from one balcony to another, and he fell. <gasps> so he's like, wow. yeah. So oh. I kind of, I grew up in like this, and it was wow. quite a turbulent household. He yes. was, he was quite. He could be violent against my mother. Like it was quite. I grew up in kind of a little bit of a turbulence. Is um, this in Wagga? No, Wagga, this. Wagga so this was in Sydney, right. and then when he passed away, my mum kind of didn't really have any money and didn't have anywhere to go so we moved to Wagga because that's where her family was Mm -hmm. and I remember mum and I lived we basically she got a one-bedroom apartment and her and I slept in the same bed no other siblings no just me just her and I and then um we got on the housing commission list and got a housing commission house and then my mum went back to TAFE and became a secretary so she could afford to kind of pay for you know rent and stuff like that and so from seven I was called what's what was known then as a latchkey kid where you you walk yourself home you let yourself in and you just wait for your mum to get home which is so bizarre now because I have a child and I am such a helicopter parent (laughs) (laughs) like you need to know where they are at all times but 
when I was a kid, like you did everything on your own. Yes. So I was kind of in Wagga for a while and then she met my stepfather, who I just adore. Then we tra- we moved around a bit. That was lucky that you adore the stepfather. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't growing up because he was in you the Air Force. You to love him. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he was in the Air Force, he was uber strict. So like, right. like oh. I had daily inspections. I had to be in bed at 8, lights out by 8.30. Oh I had... I couldn't have sleepovers. Like it was wow. oh, you poor insane. Thing. What a contrast oh, from the world crazy. being the latch the bad kid. naughty dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like in that's the rogue. A, a, that's yeah. interesting from Mama's choice in men. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. She's gone the straighty yeah. woman. 100%. <laughs> yeah. and, and I think, and they ended up fighting a lot and I could see that they weren't getting along because of me. Mm. So it was, re- it was really difficult. Not that I was difficult, no. but it was just more they had different parenting styles. And of course that clashes. Anyone. Yeah, any course. any parents know like you're always. But that's already that. says a lot about you with your early independence mm, and, and your courage to speak up and sort of be strong. So then here we are. Then at sixteen, you take yourself off to camp. Yeah. So I um I come home from school one day and I'd had enough and I packed my bags and I got a, I I left home and I was in grade eleven in Wagga. And I I lived with my cousin for a little while and I got a part-time job at KFC. That was my first job. Oh, go okay, girl. KFC. Yeah. I didn't like Wagga. I didn't no. fit in there. So, um, and I just, we'd been at Canberra the previous year and I really liked Canberra because mm. it was more artsy. It's just m- more my vibe. So yeah. I just got a Greyhound bus ticket and got on and went back to Canberra. There's got to be a book in this. Oh, the abs- <laughs> absolutely Seriously. does. I mean, I'm yeah. even more in yeah. awe of you now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> me like, too. You know, really I've just sat here like just, well, I'm founded, it's actually. It's weird because when I look back, mm. here we I go, go back to people's stories. Mm. Yes. Here we go. Yeah. Be a storyteller. Well, and this I is part this. of the reason why I became a storyteller, I guess. Mm. But like, it's weird when I think back at. I, I just go, who the hell was I then? Like at 16, those were some big decisions. And I was lucky I had some really good teachers around me. So I, I applied for young homeless allowance. So my parents signed a stat deck saying I couldn't live with them. So I could get government support to continue to finish year 11 and 12. But I also had a part-time job. I saved up and got myself a car, like a little Datsun 121. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm so already so just proud. so proud of I you. Know. I mean, really. Metal. Yeah, yeah. I know. Really? It's just so many kids, you know, that are spoiled and, totally. you know, like, yeah. angry, and, you know, yeah. yeah. And then here you are. And bored. Making it on and your look own. Yeah. Yeah. But also you made the decision then at 16, you could have been 16 and just gone wild and crazy. Oh, easily. But you've yeah. actually gone easily the education gone route. The other way. You, yes, you know, I like, did. And what it, was your drive to, I, and to I don't be know. A and mm. and B succeed, I, like out of my way? It's an interesting question because I've spoken a lot about this with my therapist, actually. Yes, yeah. I highly recommend therapy. You did a full year we of We're fans of therapy. Like, love, love therapy. For life. For, For life. life, yeah. Because when I look at my family, out of my family, I'm the only one to have a, a degree, let alone I have a master's as well, but also... rare for any of them to even graduate high school. So I... I quite often go, what was it in me? Because it's that whole thing, nature Mm. over nurture. So what is that? Mm. And yeah, I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't tell you what it would be. But I think there was something inherent in me that just knew I had to keep going and I had to get out. No, no doubt. And the other thing is, as you started university, you know, a lot of people Mm. go, oh, you know, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or, Mm. uh, you know, I'm in mid-20s. Well, I guess that's it. I've got to be a whatever they're doing right now. Where this this drive that we're focusing on with you now, at 30... 
you decide yeah, to go, go and do I, well, university, do no, your degree. Well, that was oh. my second Second attempt. degree. So yeah, yeah. basically when I finished high school, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to do. So I kind of took a year off, but I wanted to be a dancer. I always – so I studied ballet and contemporary dance. So I got accepted into Bartuccio's <laughs> in Melbourne. I don't this know is part any, of the nine lives, <laughs> by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. Yes. This, this is where we go. We're going to break this down. <laughs> I know. How long do you have? This might be a four-month No, no, it's just dreamy-like. I want to hear it. All, keep yeah, going. Yeah, I'm just intrigued. Yeah. Well, when I was 18, I did. I wanted. I have to get the army reserve in there. So when I was yes. 18, in between like the end of high school and the beginning of my dance career, I took a year off. I moved to Newcastle and I joined the army reserve. I was in signals. I was private Stevo. I learnt Morse code. I was the only female in the army reserve. Really? Yeah. At that point, it was and it was Incredible. hard. It was hard to get into the army reserve. You didn't it's, move to Newcastle to go into the army. No, reserve. my parents had moved to Newcastle. My stepdad was stationed at Williamtown right, and right. my stepdad had gone from when I left home never darken my door again to when I graduated year 12 he showed up to my graduation proud as just oh. going I think for him he goes you had the option to not finish and you did and he was super proud of that mm. and so oh. ever since then I think I proved to him that I wasn't I wasn't going to take the easy way out. So ever since then, he's always been supportive. So he was like, you know what? You can go to university and I'll help pay for it. And so he was always like super helpful. And was was that going into the Army Reserve Mm. a little bit of a sort of kudos to him? Uh, yeah. Good yeah, question, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. yeah. I think, yeah. I think, because I was kind Take of, your hats off. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, and part of me was like, I thought about joining the navy, doing the officers course, and you could do be a photographer or whatever. So there were things that I thought about. I mean, I did grow up a RAF brat, so I did kind yes. of have yeah. this yeah. in the back of, yeah. 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 But I always wanted to be a dancer. I'd loved, I'd done ballet and contemporary growing up, and so I got accepted into Bartuccio's, Tony Bartuccio, which yes. I think. I think only people in the 80s would remember Hello. Tony Bartuccio. Hello. Hello. Uh, so I'm a Melbourne girl too, <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Yes. And I'll tell you what, Michelle's got the longest legs I think I've ever seen. Yeah, that's you know, true. Really. She which which yeah. is not great for ballet. Like I'm very tall for ballet. True. So like it's, it was kind of hard. So I'm not taking you back. Did you dance during the week and armory reserve on the weekend or were they two separate things? No, I did that. I did both, yeah. Are you kidding? No, so you literally I was wore dancing. boots and all yeah. and then did, did, did. Did yep. dance shoes during yep. the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. What a life. I know. I kind of joined a contemporary dance company for like six months and then had the opportunity to go to England. So I went to England to stay with my cousin and I was there for like six months and then I was re- I realised how depressing it was because it's so cold and it mm. gets dark at three. So while I was over in England, I decided I wanted to be an actor. So then I applied oh. for Nepean. Which and the is, beat goes on. Yeah. Life number three or four. So I auditioned for University of Western Sydney, which is Don Haney went there. Some really amazing uh, actors came from there and I got accepted. So I did University of Western Sydney. And studying? Theatre. Wow. So a Bachelor of Arts in performance. So (laughs) while I was there, I met a Canadian who I fell in love with. His name Mm. was um, Rastic Colossar. And we started dating and I ended up moving to Canada and marrying him at 24. Mm. Oh, (laughs) Michelle. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. And so did your family go across for that? Your no, mom? but oh, I didn't really, because I didn't, I wasn't really close with my family. I no. had my mum and I had my yeah. stepdad, but like, just doing your thing. I was just always yeah. doing my thing. In I was kind of like, 
like transient. Love, yeah. I so you two came back to Australia, the two of you. Well, no. So no. I moved to Canada. I was there yeah. for eight years. And with him? Yeah, with yeah. him. And I worked as a professional actor over there. So I did quite a few. Um, so what were you in? Like a lot of television commercials. Yes, yes. Did a lot of extra work and stand-in work. So I was Joan Cusack stand-in for um, a oh, movie. Yeah. So yes. I'd be on the set with like Robert De Niro and stuff oh. like that because I was part of the union, which meant I got paid. Are you Absolutely. feeling flawed again? I'm still oh, flawed. Still, and did you, do the, you probably had the Canadian accent too, did yes, you? Yes. So wow. Do yeah. a bit for us. Um, yeah. oh, oh. Come, I on. Like, uh, Come no, on. No doubt we're out in a belt. No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everyone does that. And was your husband in the theatre as no, well? No, he was a teacher. Ooh, he taught okay. He taught at a blind school. Oh. Yeah, I know. He was a good guy. We ended up getting divorced. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. But no We've children. We've got the divorce then. happening but here. It's okay. a life experience. No, that was no. lucky in that sense yes. because he was Canadian well, based in Canada. And lucky because she brought yeah. us back to Australia. Well, because so, I think originally he was going to come to Australia and then he decided he didn't want to and I didn't want to live the rest of my life in Canada because it's oh. fucking cold. Yeah, it would here we be go. I love too. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Let's come back to sunny Sydney. We're talking like minus thirty with wind chill. Like it's not like cold. It's fucking cold. And were you in the news over there too? Were you doing news reading or anything over there? I ended up getting a job on a community news station. So I ended up doing local news content. And in that, I ended up interviewing and doing all that kind of stuff. And that's when I realised that I like asking people about their stories and I like storytelling. (laughs) But I didn't have any formal education in it. I also used to hang out with, once I got separated, I kind of moved to Toronto and I stayed there for an extra year because I was still working as an actor and I still, I feel like I had to just tie up, close the chapter. So who am I, what am I, where am I going? So independent, your whole life. Yeah, really, yeah. remarkable. So how old were you when you came back to Australia? I was 29. Okay. Yeah, I was 29. Set. So my... Deciding what to do, you arrived back. I going, arrived back and knew no where one. Where am I? I knew, yeah. yeah, basically. I was yeah. in Sydney. I stayed in, moved into a hostel in King's Cross and didn't know a single soul because I'd been gone for so long. So I got a job in a bar, which was really well known in the cross at the Mm. time called Barron's. Mm -hmm. It was super well known. Yeah, it was open till Mm. (laughs) 7am. Oh, why do I know that? (laughs) (laughs) And I... That's where I met you before. (laughs) Yes. I was the the bitch (laughs) serving people. (laughs) I would kick people out all the time. I I love it. You could tell it was going to be a big night in there and you needed extra security when the Bundy rum was going down quite right. quickly. You're like, we've gone through two bottles of Bundy rum. We need extra security. It's always yeah. a sign. It's always interesting. a sign. What did I used to drink? But a rum and Coke. I used to have masala. And oh. Diet Coke. Stop. Yep, and used to sneak it out as a teenager and put what it in a, masala a, taste like in a tab bottle. Masala, you know, yeah, masala. Yeah, yeah. It was like right. a sweet, you know. <laughs> masala and, and Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. And I used yeah. to say to my dad, off to a party. And say, You're a good girl. You've got a drink with you, like Coke with you. And Coca-Cola. then she's falling back into the car and he's Ooh. saying to her, Oh, darling, have you got a bug? And she, yes, it's a tummy bug. <laughs> <laughs> you know, her father. I know. My yeah. father, who had five daughters, he caught me one morning coming through a window. Yeah. Like one leg out, one leg in, and me going, oh, ah, ah. And I thought, I don't have an excuse for this. Mm-hmm. And he just went, darling, just don't do it again. <laughs> and I'm going, ah. okay. Little did he know I had two sisters on the same pathway. They hadn't come through the window yet. So but going through the window, going heads yet. No, oh, no. I didn't know what he was there for either. But but he said nothing the next day to mum. Mum would have lost the plot. 
But we did it quite a bit. Oh yeah, God, always. back then in those days, we were, I think we were naughtier in a weirdo yeah, way, but, but, I, but in a nice way. But like we weren't going know. out and really drinking. No, I was going fun. out and we were like... I was going to the bus stop. Yeah, we were just hanging just out. a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> so did you then do a journalism degree? You, so you put yeah. yourself back yes. into well, uni? Back so to I came, yeah. I came, to Fernie. I'm, yes. I'm just in awe. I can't... Me too. <laughs> I'm loving. I it's feel like I'm having a coffee with yeah. this show it's right a now. Lie. Actually, a vodka tonic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Vodka tonic. <laughs> with collagen. Exactly. Yeah, with with the collagen. collagen. That's yeah. right. Dr. V. Skin. Forever. <laughs> forever young. <laughs> so I I was in living in a hostel and then I got a studio apartment and I had no furniture. I had to not drink because I was living on my own. I didn't have any friends. And I found that if I drank, I got real depressed and cried a lot because you're just like, what am I doing? I'm Good back awareness, home. I've got no though. Yeah, it's... It's it's a True. it was a lot yeah. for that age. Like yeah. what she's been through, it's wonderful. Well, I mean, yeah. I've done lots of other things. So my um, I remember my stepdad came and visited me, and he's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know." He goes, "You should go back to university. Think about what you, what it is you want to do, and I'll pay for it." Well, he comes good. Yeah. The chips are down. I know. He? He's a good yes. guy. He's yeah. a very good guy. Good egg. And so I thought about it and I was like, I ha- like I really like politics. Like mm. politics was always my thing. Mm. And history and philosophy and stuff like that. So I ended up doing a degree at UNSW in politics. It was a BA in arts, but majoring in politics and international relations. As um, you do. As you do. <laughs> and when I was done that, I... I wanted to be a journalist, so I got my master's in journalism at UTS. Really, so, congratulations yeah. for that. Yeah, and that's, that's a big no, call. That's a huge thing yes. to do that. You know? Well, yeah. while I was doing it, I was also working 35 hours as a waitress and I was interning at Channel 7 and, like, you know, you're doing everything you can. But yeah. that's a good life yeah. lesson, really, of just doing it on your own there or just, you know, and keeping on trying one yeah. thing after another yeah, and taking on lots of jobs and just keeping on going, which yeah. you've done. Yeah. And, I, and through all of that, it was the last thing I expected mm. Michelle to say was, oh, no, I was fascinated in politics. I'm like, what? Well, so like the politics stuff field. was because when I spent a year in Toronto kind of working out what I was doing, I ended up talking to a lot of really interesting people, mm. really learning a lot about their lives and history and the political climate and what was going on. And I realised that I was fascinated in it. Yes. So Brilliant. I think, look, drugs, I'm going to say, mm. are a conduit. If mm. they're used correctly, they mm. can be a conduit into self-discovery. You just got to be careful. And there's levels of drugs too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, can, a lot of states in America, marijuana's legal. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. And, and you know, the mushrooms. Like, have you done that? <laughs> mushrooms? I thought, no. See, in Never. therapy, it's really big. Like, yeah, I've been um, reading about it a so lot it's lately. It's really yeah. big. Like, my therapist Did you talks a lot about it. In the old days? No, but I'm very open to it. Yeah. yeah. The right yeah. situation. I mean, in <laughs> Canada, <laughs> mushrooms are massive in Canada because they've got the climate for it. So I, was, ah. I did a lot of mushrooms and mm. they were a lot of fun. <laughs> but now, if I take them, it's more of specific if you're doing some really good inner child work like therapy work mm. like mushrooms are really good for you to to kind of do that work internally but you have to be in the right space and understand so how to work me. Yeah, but well, you, no, you're, you're in the right safe environment no it's like i think 
it's not really, you never feel out of control with it because you can control the narrative. Like you're not going to spin out of control too much. Also, you just microdose. You don't really need to. And it seems to be so they're using it way more f- yes. for medicine. Microdose yeah, therapy. Yeah, depression. Yeah. And uh, which is even MDMA. I mean, mm-hmm. MDMA and the mushrooms have been approved in this country really? by the TGA as as a form of therapy. Like you can you can prescribe it as a and what does therapy. your therapist think about that too is it do you discuss yeah i think it? well he he's a big proponent of of psychedelics like mm-hmm. anything that because because there is a lot of a lot of research has been done into how it can help you tap into like kind of that inner child work and working on yourself and that trauma as well and letting go of trauma mdma specifically with they they've they've used it on people who have come back from war like mm. anyone with ptsd like any anything kind of like that how wonderful it's, when yeah, it's used it's, for the right thing that well, way. Look, it's I say, I say, what do I say? God's pharmacy. That's mm. what I – anything in nature. Yeah. It's there for a reason. And mm. now that, you know, in a, in a medical setting mm. to be able to use it, it's actually – particularly for things like depression. They're saying yeah. it does something with the synapses yes, in the brain. Yes, it does. So tell us about the world of then media, um, how you actually yeah. got into mm. Sydney big so, time. So you study, you finish studying. Yeah, so I finished yep. studying First and job? I – it was hard to get a job. I was waitressing at the time. I was at Icebergs working in fine dining. I wanted to stick forks in my eyes because people are actual assholes, <laughs> yeah. especially people That's with money. Oh. They're like, I, my serviette's not folded four ways. Oh Hers is. I tell you two people who tip really well. Mm. Singo. Really well. Oh, that's my brother's good friend. Yep, yep. Beautiful human. And oh my gosh, my Russell Crowe story. When I worked, that's my brother's. How weird. Russell. Yes. He, well, because I used to work at um, Kingsley's, which is at Mm. the end of Wollongong. This is hearing Juicy Goss, guys. Yeah. We love a bit of Goss. This is from the horse's mouth. This was a good story. (laughs) (laughs) Giddy up. (laughs) I used to work at Kingsley's, which is at the end of Wollongong Wharf. (laughs) Russell Crowe used to live there. And so he used to come in all the time for a steak. And he was great. Like, he would, like, he would just have a steak and a glass of wine and he'd tip you a hundred bucks. He was that cool. guy. But I remember like he came in and he brought a whole group of friends and he ordered like a $500 bottle of wine and I said, would you like me to decant it? He goes, nah, open it up like a cheap hooker and leave it on the table. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that is the most that Russell Crowe story is ever. That is gold, isn't it? That He's a good gold. human. I know a lot of people that uh, personally that he has yeah. helped and I just think, you know, when you're famous, sometimes fame eats them alive. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. very he's generous really heart centered. Yep. Sometimes yep. things and that they, they don't, you don't yeah. even know that they donate. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And don't blab about it. Yeah. You know, oh, I've done this and I've done that. Really? Mm. Just do it yep. from here and forget about that. So but then the TV so, world. Yeah, so before. So, so you're waitressing. Yes, this was yeah. a pinnacle point, yeah. meeting my husband. Oh. I met my husband. What he was a DJ in a club at the time in King's Cross. Um, first time I met him, didn't like him. He had a girlfriend he was with for nine years, and little did I know that we hung out all night that night. He went home and broke up with her. Anyway, after nine impressive. years, after nine years, go yes. girl. I know. Woo. I mean, that's how good my chat is. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the next time I saw him, we we were getting along really well, and I said, "Look, you've just come out of a nine-year relationship. You need to you need to go find yourself. You need to date people like." And I just I knew in my heart that I, he was meant to be for me. I just knew. And I had ended up kind of dating this guy, not really, who wasn't a good guy. And he ended up one night losing the plot. And I didn't know what had happened. But next thing I knew, I had a knife to my throat. And my neighbours had called the cops. 
So the oh, cops no. had shown up. Because you were screaming? Like yes, than yeah, of course. Like I was screaming like right. he, he was hitting me and stuff like oh, that. And the cops had shown up and they walked in and they, of course, they arrested him. They took me to King's Cross Police Station and I spent the night there. And I was with this amazing police officer. I don't remember her name, but she sat with me and she just talked with me and she goes, what are you doing? Why are you with these kind of people? You are amazing. You're Counselors at university. Like, How wonderful. I have Sorry, such respect for you. Life number 25. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's <laughs> really? Power, you know yeah. what? And it's what we've always said yeah. the power of that one person yes. to on. take that time yep. and just. Yep. To it's listen so, to you and talk oh my to you. God, and a she was, in your life. yeah, and so she was so good because I was hanging out with the wrong people, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was living in Kings Cross. So I was partying. I, we, I was still at university, but I was not hanging out because there's that whole thing about like you are the people you hang out with. It's true, yeah. like, and yes. you really are. And yeah. while I was there, they were getting you know the paperwork so they could search my studio apartment, and they they were ripping it up because he'd been staying with me. And so they they said, do you want to stay for this? And I said, no, I don't want to stay with, for this. So I left and I went and hung out with one of my friends and I had a black eye and I had a black cap. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go to this tonic that I used to hang out with. And I walked in and sitting at the end of the bar no. was my current husband in the same <gasps> black cap. And I've, I've gone from book to movie now. Oh, I know. <laughs> a movie I, and I mean it. To goosebumps no, all This is over. now a movie. Like, I, I'm watching the movie. And I really? walked up to him and I said, I really needed to see you. And he goes, I was going to call you tomorrow. I was just speaking about you to my oh, therapist. See the universe. <laughs> I went home with him that night and oh, I... Never left. Never left. <laughs> oh, he loved you. How you many? I've got, have you got triple goosebumps? <laughs> well, sure. Because well, I, I went home the next day. The timing. My place oh. was... I, if, <gasps> if you've ever had police do a search in your home, that shit ain't going back. Like, they rip that place apart. And I just walked in and I went, I have to move how do you when the odds are all stacked against you you how do you rise above it every time I've witnessed these stories <laughs> and you rise above it where's that come from mm. it, it, you, you're know. blowing me away I, I don't know. know I don't know which is also it's also why like I'm you a don't big, know I don't know where it comes from I just always just keep mo- it's m- constant momentum just always moving forward. It happens, and but I, I don't move dwell forward. on things. I've never really been a victim. Well, I think that's probably the key. Been, see, I've never been right, a victim. Nigga. You yeah. don't dwell on it. You're right, and you never become the victim. No, because no. you. This doesn't suit me. I'm out of here. Yeah, because it's constant. I'm hearing your life story. Yeah, and, and like when you just said, I need to move from here. I've got to get out of yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, I, and think I think that's, like, that's, a what, that's a kind of a good tip if you can sort of say so too. Of you know, as you get, you know, I suppose it's, it takes time, but you know, when you're sitting and dwelling in it and, and going back and forth, it really doesn't serve you. Once you've sort of acknowledged it, yeah. you've got to move forward, and you've yes. just had your whole life doing that. It's yeah. incredible. And then I think inner when strength, inner strength, it is an inner strength. Yes. I don't know where Rabbit it comes by from. the ball. And then you had the support of Literally. a beautiful, loving man, I, yeah. and a decent man. So yeah. tell it's us like about it. So just a so we, we, yeah, we were together and then I ended up getting a job, my first journalism job in Newcastle. See, it all happened. Yeah. Yep. And what I, a transition. I went to Newcastle and I lived in a hostel thinking, I was, I'm only going to be here for six months and then I'll get back to Sydney. Yeah. And then I was there for a year. But I ended up <laughs> I ended up getting pregnant and my and Ethan was still living and working in Sydney. What is it about uh, Newcastle? I used to have a TV show in Newcastle. Remember I got pregnant? Oh, it's really? Right. Something yes. in the water there. Oh, no. I, well, we got knocked up after the Newcastle races. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it to you. I told you, giddy up.
Yeah. Well, so my son's name, Bae. His name is Bae, B-A-E. And so Bae in Vietnamese (laughs) means inspiration. And Vietnam was the first overseas holiday my husband and I took together. And he asked me to move in with him there. And then Mm. Bae in Welsh means by the sea. So we live in Bondi and we lived in Newcastle. Mm. And Bae is a kind of horse. And we got knocked up after the Newcastle races. (laughs) So like God, a lot of thought went into that I reckon you're not on your own. I think after the races, I think this happens to probably a few different people. I know. But isn't know. that a beautiful challenge? Oh, you got oh. knocked up after the races. <laughs> I, I mean, love it. I mean, I'm still an oh. inner bogan. So how old's Bay now? Bay is 10. Oh, wow. Beautiful. So when he says, tell us, mum, about, you know. Oh, yeah, we know. <laughs> just love it. So What's I, it like being a mum? Tell us about what it's like to be a mum. I would have to say, so this, this mm. whole, yeah. to tie this whole, like, constant yeah. momentum in, yeah. I think the biggest struggle I had was stopping and standing still right because I was always able to just pick up and go this is the longest Mm. I've lived in a place the the longest I've had people in my life Mm. so I've had my partner and I've been together for 16 years now 17 years yeah and my my son is I never thought I wanted children Okay. And mm. it freaked me out. Mm. But it was, uh, for my husband, it was like, it has didn't to happen. Didn't think you wanted them or just didn't think about having children? Just didn't think about it. Yeah, because well, I never okay. thought about having kids. No. And then it but, happened. But it's the greatest See, thing did. that ever happened oh, to me. Oh, my God. Some people have it that they want I to have children. I think I was very career-oriented and hence the, had the mm. career of yes, my dreams yes. till now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, but I fell pregnant doing that and mm. I went, wow. Yeah. new, ex- exciting. Maybe because I brought up a lot of the other kids in the family, as in, yeah. you know, had to change maybe nappies one of eight. Do I don't know. Yeah. You're surrounded by so Oh, you're that. surrounded. I always knew and I always sort of knew even with the partner who I would choose or would choose me or would choose each other together – if they didn't want children, it probably wouldn't have worked because no. I was always yeah. high up on my list. Not that I ever wanted them when I was really young. Yeah. No. I was yeah. late 20s, but it was sort of something I always wanted to do. I've actually never – I've mm. known Nicholas for 40 yeah. years. I actually never knew that about mm. Nicholas. Really? But See? I, ha- I have some friends. It's so true. Yeah. I have some friends who like – they, they, children is just part of their narrative. Like mm. they want to have kids. Yes. They mm. have like a couple. Mm. Whereas like I'm the one and done. But like <laughs> I, I've never heard <laughs> that. It's, it's the one and done club. There's yeah. a lot of us in Bondi. It's, it's incredible. It's, it's quite good. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was also older when mm. I got pregnant. So it was. It would have. What are we talking? I was 38 when I got pregnant. Okay. Wow. My yeah. sister was 40. Yeah. I was not prepared what is for the way motherhood would profoundly change me. Wow. wow. Okay. I yeah, like your question. Yeah, here. that's really because interesting. I was In what ways? I was not I'm, I'm not a narcissist. I was self-centered, of mm. course, because like you're always I was an only child and I always had to take care of myself. But all of a sudden it was the first time in my life that I was truly scared because there was this person that I unconditionally loved and I was I have this fear that something's going to happen to him all the time. Mm. And I think it doesn't help that I work in journalism. Hence the helicopter parent, as you said. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I, I always think bad things are going to happen because I work in news. Mm. So it's like that oh. is the, because I always see bad the things happening to children. And, yeah. you, and I think maybe mm. would it be correct saying with your 
past too because yes. you've experienced yes. so much of that. Because so when happen. my dad died and the way he died, he was there one minute and not oh, there next. the next. Mm. I think I have a real fear of that kind of loss. Mm. But how's Bay turned out knowing that he's got a mum that's pretty hands-on like that? Well, I'm not super hands-on. Like I Maybe. am because I'm out a lot. Of, basically, my husband's home all the time. I'm out doing but things. But you worry. <laughs> are you fearful for him? I'm, I'm worried. I don't, I don't let him know that. No. I think... How I internalize it is I'm constantly telling him how much I love him. That's oh, beautiful. Because oh, like lucky boy. Because I, I didn't grow up being told how much my mum loves me. So I'm always telling him how much I love oh. him and uh, touching him and hugging him. And like and luckily I'm I have a boy. One, oh, really. But I luckily know. I have a boy too because boys yes. love yeah. it. They yeah. love that. No, I think that's it. exquisite. We're both mums We're of boys. Of boys. Yeah. We yeah. love our boys. Yeah. You've got yeah. a sort yeah. of extra soft spot, isn't it? And you and I have discussed this. We become extra protective. You do. You do. Because you know there's that real vulnerable side to Yeah, it's really interesting. We're both the same like that. Yeah. No doubt that you are too. Yeah, and yeah. I think having a boy was good for me because I think with children you get given what you missed in your childhood growing up. That's like I didn't have a male presence. Mm. So all of a sudden I had this male energy wow. that I could nurture. And I think mm. that being in a cycle of abuse from previous boyfriends as well, I've realized that one of the most important things that I could do is create or help nurture a good man because I think good men and good boys are intrinsic to society and particularly Australian society. Oh, here, here, mm. Michelle. Yeah. This is yeah. so beautiful. Yeah. Because we have a real issue with violence against women mm. in this country mm. and we need to look at it from a grassroots level and work out where that is coming from. Yeah. Mm. And I think we can start by being good parents. Mm-hmm. And telling them how much you love oh them. Oh, my God, all Absolutely. the time. You've got to let them Reassuring. know they're loved. And did your mm-hmm. mum come to the party and I was wondering that. Funny you asked that. that. Funny? I've been wondering all the way yes. through. So my, it's a great question. Yeah. Like you have a baby, where's mum? Yeah, so my mum and my relationship is yeah. really interesting. And dad, it was a stepdad. My stepdad, my stepdad and I are super close. Okay. Still to this So day. he came super, and when you he, had the hospital baby, all of that um, sort of going on. I mean, no, I didn't really... I don't really have that relationship with my family. It's right. weird. It's like it's like a it's like a friendship, not like a That's cool. So that and that's the therapy stuff, right? Yeah. I had to learn how to be vulnerable. So basically my therapist said to me, he goes, Michelle, with your background, you either come out of what where you came out of dead or fighting, and you're still fighting. So you need to stop fighting. So I had to wow, work Wow, I have to actually sit with that for a minute. Dead or fighting. Yeah. Wow. That's answering a little bit of the drive. Yeah. That That just hit me like that. Inner survival instinct there. It's kind of like you're on the run a bit. I actually got very emotional with that then. Well, no, really, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Well, it is the. I'm trying not to cry. No, that doesn't. I've got it. I'm not you and I'm feeling really. Thank you for being so open. You know, it really is kind of rare to get you, you know, people just to talk like this and it's yeah. just, it, it's so helpful for so many people. Mm. Well, I think also like therapy was a big, a few things happened. I lost a very important person in my life last year, Glenn Daniel. He was like my mentor. He's kind of like the oh, king yes. of radio. Yes. He was, I'm sorry about you, that. Too. Yeah, you knew, you knew Glenn. Yes, yes. Um, and that, that, sad. that devastated me, yes. like really devastated me. And so I needed to go to therapy. I was like, mm. 
And I knew that I was struggling for connection with my husband mm. and and I was worried that that, that struggle with connection because I can be quite closed off right. would affect my relationship with my son. Even though I can be loving, mm. I'm not always as open, whereas my husband has this uh, vulnerability and this ability to, you know, just be always happy and whereas I'm – I'm and he's not so like good that. looking too. But that sounds like a little bit of yeah, opposites yeah. attract. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, in the beginning we were the same because we both like we're both gregarious people. We both like to go out. We both but then he kind of shifted, and that's when our we had a real issue in our relationship where, you know, I we almost separated. And we, that was when we started going to couples therapy. And I, he kind of fell for a friend of mine. They, they had an inappropriate relationship and I found out about it. He won't mind me talking about this. Like we talk about this yes, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think one of the things that... So I love most about you. So authentic. I well, I think what people don't do... And you're do, not alone. Not you afraid. Know, no. Just to this too, it's so true. So many people. I know. And I think that's yeah. why we're so open and honest about it. Because I think people like to position their relationships as perfect. Yes. And you mm. know what? It's fucking hard work. Yeah. Like you can't Did be Did you both someone. own that? Or did... Yes. Like so I know that's this a crazy is, question. No, this is And I am asking you. I'm not condoning anything. No. And this is what happened was and it was so interesting when I sat in the moment when I when I found out it had happened instead of losing my shit on him I went how did I miss this what was I doing that made me and it was because I was going out and I wasn't paying him attention it was both both I mean yes I was mad at him but like I was also mad at myself because I clearly – I wasn't giving him what he needed in the relationship, so he had to seek it elsewhere. And I'm not, this is not blaming myself. No. I'm just taking accountability. the full picture. For the yeah. – yeah. And I think a lot of my friends were surprised that I didn't lose my absolute shit. Mm-hmm. But I think when things are important to me, I, mm-hmm. I internalise it instead of getting quiet. External. Do you find that healthy, internalising it though? Well, in, like internalise it as in I, I get self-reflective. So instead of like immediately blaming other people, if it's a big thing. So you respond go, and not react. And yeah. Do you think ultimately it was maybe, even though you've gone through hell again, mm. it was the best thing for your relationship? Yes. It cracked and it open? Fresh. Yeah, 100%. We love that word, don't so we? So we, we call, <laughs> my husband and I talk about our relationship. Very that, healthy. Mo- that moment in our relationship, we call it, we call it the awakening. We don't call it oh, cheating. So we call it the yes. awakening. And we're like, because we had a moment, a very clear defining moment where we could have easily walked away from this. Well, I you could have easily walked F-U-C-R. away. F-U-C-R. Yep. For the rest yep. of your life. Yep. And, and I had grounds to, mm-hmm. but I was like, I lived a life. I've known what's out there. And I think you put <laughs> like, things into perspective. You lived 25 <laughs> <Yeah>. lives. I know. <laughs> Not a life. Not nine lives. Times nine. It's 81 lives. I mean, jeez. I knew that this was worth – I knew that I wasn't going to meet anyone who got me. I knew the way he did and was supportive and and we'd been through things. And he was the father of my child and Mm. he was a great father. More power to you. And I didn't – And I didn't – I looked at that boy. He was like – I think he was five at the time. And I – I didn't want that boy to grow up no. in a separate household just because of my pride. Well, you your yes. father. Yes. 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 But, yeah. but, the, hey. but the, it would just be ego that would make me separate. Ego, that's so true because you could have also sat in that and forevermore you get back but you're always going to chip away at him but you did this, yeah, you don't I bring ne- that. And it's well, no one happened. wins with that. No I, one. And, I, and I, main, lamely you. you no. Don't, and like no, we, and we did. Just taking yes. all that negative energy on. And we mm. did couples therapy and it really worked and he found out that he was actually depressed. 
first. And so my husband went on he a... He didn't know beforehand. He didn't realise wow. that no, he was that like... Open. He was Incredible. really depressed. And so he stopped drinking for a year. He he took up meditation. He like He's now like this super athlete. So, you oh know, it was like... Yay. Talk about transition, yeah. like... <laughs> Black to white. That's I think it's, great. It's superwoman yeah. here. And really, in so absolutely many ways, superwoman. Yeah. It's I like, mean, the problem is, I think I could probably sit in the studio and talk to Michelle. For I, know, I, I know. I feel like I know. I'd probably take no, 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 no. We've got a couple of signature questions, but before that, I think we just have to tell just a little bit more about working in radio, yeah, TV, yes. podcast. Yeah, yes. there. Yeah, what's your fave? So, what's your fave out of, out of all, all of things? them? I love. Look, I love radio. I always thought TV was going to be my jam, and I, I do love doing Sky News and Today Show and giving an opinion. But I do love radio. I love. Love talking to a microphone. You is don't. it because you can wear your jam jams? Yes, one hundred percent. You don't have to worry no about makeup, no hair. Who cares no, what I you think wear? there's something amazing <laughs> about storytelling using just the voice. Mm. I enjoy my podcast, I Spied, which is with an ex ASIO spy. Incredible. So, right, and listening to your life, though, I almost understand why she's involved in that. Yes, mm. like I, like I it love it. Sounds like so a that, bloody and, and he's spy. a comedian as well. Like he's a comedian so as he's well. Good he's a lot of fun. Absolutely. And the other thing we love about Michelle is when she does things like the Today Show and Today mm. Extra where she can be really literally tell a story, be bold, be courageous and really I speak know. your truth. Yeah. You don't hear enough, I don't think, no. of that women or men I know. speaking like that so today. I think that's part of your success. I mean, so much of it is success. But when I see you, say, just from a punter watching on TV, I love it because you do speak. Oh, so I, but you speak the truth there. Yeah. And then you might sort of say you'd be strong opinions. But then you'll have a cheeky <laughs> laugh too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's sort of kind of funny. You have a giggle in it yeah. along yeah. the way. And just a quick question. Mm. I, I wrote mm. down, funnily, look, mm. I wrote down. What is I written down? I've got <laughs> felt at home in Canberra. You've mentioned in this interview. Yeah. Now, my question to you is, because I also picked you studied politics. Yeah. What's ever a chance of going into politics? Look, I mm. never will say never. I am uh-huh. thinking about yeah. it. Well, so I think really? the world needs you. Yeah. We, you know, we need you. Michelle, <laughs> Michelle. We've got the placard. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Really? We're team Michelle. We're going to yeah. put it All that yumminess thing. of life skills. I, I think you'd make a it, brilliant it is definitely. It is definitely something that I'm wow, thinking about and talking about. Wow. Well, so, mm. As you said, there's the book, there's <laughs> the movie, there's the screenplay. Honest to God. i got to write. I gotta write it all down before oh, I forget well. it. My mind's Please. starting well. to go. No, no, it's not. So <laughs> now I think we're coming up to our little um, back fence questions. questions. Do you oh. want to shoot, Jody? What do you oh, think? Oh God, I'm, I don't know where she's going to go with this. I'm so excited. Okay, <laughs> if you had the opportunity to meet mm. your 20 year old self, what would you say to her? It gets better. I think mm. it. I didn't realize how good my life. I'm going to try not to cry. Oh, Would be because oh, going I, I just never realised how amazing my life could actually be. Like oh, I am I so I blessed. I've got a I'm, great partner. I've got good friends. I've got a career I love and I've got a child I adore. So I think just, yeah, just know that it, it's going to be okay. It's it's a it's that's all oh, it is. I know. Well, Michelle, you know what, and what what I get from that too is 
you're living with gratitude. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Every day. And that's every day and yep. that's a huge mm. thing. Mm. After could, everything you've been you, through. You could to live come in back bitterness, around. you could mm. live as the victim. Oh. And Any here of you those. are turning it around. And and in life, hard times hits us when we least expect it sometimes, yeah. but whatever age and stage you are. Mm. And uh, you've turned it around. Uh, and and uh, what I love most is you responding and not reacting. Because yeah. I think that's crucial with sort of your background. That's very healthy, healthy boundaries. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I Thanks. see. Yeah, congratulations. So, many ways. so the question is, if you could yeah. share a back fence with anybody on planet Earth, who would it be and why? So this one's a really hard one. Mm-hmm. I could, I, like, there's a lot of people I'd like to share a back fence with. Well, you can have a few. Shoot. Madonna. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about like time we get <laughs> Madonna was like, you know, she embodied <laughs> what it was to be oh. a strong, powerful female mm, when yeah. I was growing yeah. up. True. Do you know what I mean? Very also, true. Like, she was singing about things mm. in her way. Absolutely. She, she reconstructed what it was to be a sex symbol. She mm. did it on her terms. She got naked on her terms. She did yeah. everything on her terms. I think she'd be great. I mean, I think she's a bit loopy now. Yeah, but that would also be a bit. bit <laughs> I can forgive her for <laughs> that. Be... I love those pointy cups, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the a- external <laughs> yeah. underwear. Yeah. Okay, who um, else? John Stewart. <gasps> oh, oh, wow. Yeah. John Stewart, like yeah. the most amazing, incredible comedian. And I grew up. I spent a lot of time when I lived overseas um, watching The Daily Show with John yes, Stewart. Yeah. He was amazing and he still is incredible. He's just incredibly smart, incredibly funny. And I remember one of the most poignant moments with John Stewart was after – so I was living in Toronto when September 11th happened and everything shut down. It was incredible after – like the day of September 11th. And he did a monologue and if – if you haven't seen it, just go on YouTube and type yeah, in John Stewart monologue September 11 because he was a New Yorker. And he delivered this monologue on his show the day after September 11. And it was, it just showed you how someone can really paint a picture of what it was like to have been an American, a New Yorker, and to have s- such an incredible atrocity happen in your city. And I just, I don't know. I just thought ever since then I was just, it just sort of moved me so much. Okay, so he's going to oh, share. Yeah. He'll share yeah. that story. Anyone else there? I think that's a good I start. Think I think that's a good start. I mean, oh, the, I Obama. Obama, 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 Obama. Oh, just, <laughs> we're going to get crashed. Wow. Seriously. <laughs> what a hoot. But what a day. What I do want to say <laughs> is I I don't think I should go. I think mm. we we I should share a back fence with oh. you two, like oh. really share a back fence. <laughs> and we should have another app where I let's do it. Hey, let's do it. Hey, what a Sounds good idea. Great. I want to get to know that. you guys. I think it has to be a couple of two part series then. Yeah. What do you think about yeah, that idea? Part cool. one and part two. Well, for this Absolutely. one, thank you so much that was for, for joining us at our back fence. In Truly so many ways. <laughs> you have blown us away. I mean, yeah. blown all the listeners away. I think away. I've gone through the whole gamut of emotions with this interview. Up and down. Oh, it's just it's the journey, so, you know, of life there. Yeah. You've shared it there. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, amazing. Thank you, it was thank incredible. You Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'll hang around for next week. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, we look forward to joining us at the back fence next Monday. Yes, yeah, so tell yeah. your friends, rate and review. How many stars do we want, Daddy? 25, and even though it only says <laughs> I think four. That, I think it says four or five, five stars. Because really, that's I'm just learning, but that's yeah. really the only way that yeah. community spread grows and spread the word. Yeah, so share the potty to friends. Yeah. and um, That's what it's all about. And thank you for it. listening. I look forward to chatting with you on Monday. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye.